Welcome, welcome to, to No Notes. Notes. I'm Colby. And I'm Alex. And welcome back. Welcome back. So I have a very, very important question to ask you. Okay. Are you ready for a rim job? Oh my God. And I asked you that because, yes, Kim Petrus has finally released about a year or two after the original EP release, Slap Pop Miami. I can always tell when a new Kim Petrus album has dropped. I know we talked about Mean Girls last week, but you know how, um, is it Gretchen? Gretchen, what the, about her? Which is the one that becomes like the weather girl. Oh, it's, uh, no, it's Karen. Karen, <laughs> yes. How she can tell that it's already mm-hmm. raining. Mm-hmm. That's how it is for me when a new Kim Petras album drops. Yeah. Like the air is like just full of the popper scent. There's energetic twinks running about. You know, you just wake up and it's different. That's how I know. It's funny because I get a lot of my news now from TikTok and I feel like the second things like that are dropped, like I know, like everyone's talking about it. Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. I always get like the pleasant surprise in the morning of like waking up and just, you know, going to Spotify and opening the album. And what do you think of it? So I loved it. And I'm tired of hearing the fucking fags saying like it's, it's worse than the first one. And, you know, a lot of gays are like, she's just repeating the the title of the song over and over. I'm just like, it is dumb to the point of genius. Like, well, it's fantastic. It's exactly what I wanted, which is dumb, slutty pop. It says it all in the name. It says it all. She's genius. I feel like she, this is where she really excels in, is this like bimbo faggot pop. And she gave the people exactly what they've been wanting. I mean, it's not the recreation or like a follow-up to the Halloween album that I think is really the best work that she's done. But I mean, it's what? Like the whole album is like 24 minutes. 24 minutes. Yeah. It's literally for a smash session. Right. It's dumb. It's stupid. Like nothing is supposed to be taken seriously. This is going to be the soundtrack of the OnlyFans gaze videos for the next three months. 100%. Minimum. I mean, she, she, I mean, she put work into it. I, I will say like, she did. She? Didn't, oh yeah. Oh I th- yeah. I think AI wrote most of the <laughs> lyrics. Um, I think it's genius. Like this is going to go down. I, I hope that when the world ends, all technology is wiped except for this album. I, I will just say she fills a gap in the marketplace that no one else does. Yeah. A huge gap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your favorite track on it? Head Head Honcho. I have to agree. Head Honcho, and I really love uh, Gag on it. I really like Head Head Honcho because she unites everyone. You mm-hmm. know, circumcised and uncircumcised. Exactly. It's she. Everything. It's it's all encompassing. It's all about bringing people together. Yeah, and you know it. Other people will talk about it like the Black Eyed Peas have several songs, but none of them come as close to actually reaching genuine, pure unity mm-hmm. the way that Kim, Tri- mm-hmm. Kim Petras does. Yeah. Well, beautiful. Well, thank you, Kim. Thank you. Thank you um, for doing your honor. Um, I enjoy your work. Um, millions of gays enjoy your work. Particularly Bottoms. Bottoms. And keep doing it. Keep doing it and now i have something to squat to in the gym for the next <laughs> little bit it is a really good um like if you're doing cardio mm-hmm. perfect power session i agree 24 minutes again yeah. she's so thoughtful so as usual we'll start off this week with our tops and bottoms so for the new folks we flip a coin to decide which one of us will discuss a top aka the highlight of the week and the other will discuss a bottom or something bad that happened this week 
So I have my coin here. Do you want heads or tails? Mm, I want heads. Okay. Flipping it. Oh, shit. Good job. Alex dropped the coin. It's tails. Fuck. So I want the bottom of the week. Okay, that works out. Go for it. All right, so I'll do the top. Um, exciting news, I think, but okay. um, Greece has legalized same-sex marriage. Yes, which I didn't know it wasn't like already legalized because of how popular Greece is for gays. Exactly. So they've had same-sex unions okay. for since like 2015, I think. But yeah, now they've upgraded that to marriage and you know how much I love Greece. Um, so I think it's just a win-win overall. And you know damn well that there's going to be so many gays getting married during Excelsior. And divorced. All on the same weekend. Yeah, at the same time. Honestly, we should set up like a um, business for that and Mykonos specifically. Just an office that expedites. Start it right now. We yeah. need to stop this podcast and we need to research how to become priests. Mm-hmm. And then um, we can use we'll file and a null for you mm-hmm. all within 48 hours. Yeah, it'll be done. We'll give you an option as when you're getting married. Do you also want to get divorced by the end of the week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. So my bottom of the week are the security girlies working in the uh, Mexico City gay bars. They take their job very seriously. <sighs> a little too seriously. Like I totally understand that people want to you got to make sure that your club is safe like mm-hmm. no firearms you mm-hmm. don't want drug dealers there right well but uh, like to a point mm-hmm. I, I could see why i could see why people are you know have to be searched and everything but the girlies in mexico city at bars just regular gay bars and parties they were strip searching you they were you anal a cavity free, a free like rub down out they, of it basically they checked Every spot, the underwear, yep, socks. the sock, yep. and I'm not going to say who, but I did see several people get caught and they had to be bribed. Like they had to give 500 pesos to get their drugs back. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about drugs. Poppers. They took people's poppers. Where's justice? Does democracy only exist in north of Mexico? <laughs> north of the wall. North of the wall? It's it, it, this should be on UN's resolution. Gay rights are human rights. Mm-hmm. Poppers for all, poppers for me. Mm-hmm. We should not have to go to the club and have to worry about where are we gonna shove the poppers. Maybe they don't have jungle juice black there, and so they rely on taking it from the gringos. Yeah, I don't. If these girls were working TSA, there wouldn't have been a nine eleven. Oh, that's so true. Honestly, TSA could learn a thing or two from these girls. Yeah, they knew They're everything. They're not playing. Not playing at all. They'll find anything. Yeah. Well, you know what? <sighs> at least they take their job seriously. They take pride in their work. Um, but, I mean, it's so interesting because the girls every time caught that same person. <laughs> and the guys, they like the guy that was feeling me up totally felt my, my stash my mm-hmm. personal collection mm-hmm. and didn't say anything. He looked up and said, you're good to go because that's a true ally mm-hmm. or, you know, the sister, the but girls, the aren't girls, playing. the girls were not playing. Do mm-hmm. not, if you're in Mexico city, go to the guy in line rather than the girl. Yeah. That's a good tip. Good tip. Good tip. Anyway. So you sort of hinted at it and your yeah. bottom, but what are we talking about this week? So we're talking about Mexico city because 
although my my birthday was um, about a month ago, we, we just keep celebrating. We keep celebrating it. We went to Mexico City for President's Weekend and had a fantastic time. Yeah. What were your like expectations going into it? Well, I feel like I got a lot of the sort of vibe and aesthetic of Mexico through TikTok. So I knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been like, sending you stuff for forever. Exactly. And like, we you know, we did a lot of research into where we wanted to stay, what hotel we were going to check out, uh, bars, restaurants. Um, but it like it impressed me so much more, like just walking down the streets of Roma and Condesa. Like it really felt like Madrid meets like a tropical like a, a tropical rainforest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I had heard the comparison of like Mexico city to a major European capital city. Um, and I've seen photos of it. Like you have seen TikTok, and also sort of was like, okay, this looks quite different from other places in Mexico. I've been, I will say was a little nervous because I usually plan all the trips and you planned this one and your taste level is typically quite Higher. questionable. Yeah. Uh, but you did such a good job. <laughs> like I got to just show Bitch. up somewhere for once and just look pretty as usual and thoughtless. Mm, nah, okay. And I had like, <laughs> I really enjoyed it or at least most of it. Um, yeah. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. Sometimes because I have such a highbrow um, level of art fashion that sometimes it doesn't translate to mm-hmm. you know the lower class mm-hmm. but i'm glad that it caught on to you mm-hmm. the one thing i wanted to say is that i always feel some kind of way when i go to a place where i don't speak the language and i know i should learn to speak spanish mm-hmm. and i have a little bit of what i'm gonna call like colonizer guilt um but okay like what does that mean like i just feel like i showing up somewhere as like an American and I feel entitled and I feel like I need to like, I, I should have had learned more before I went. And Spanish is like such a, your entitlement isn't just, uh, <laughs> just in Mexico. <laughs> no, I know. But it's like, um, I, I feel like I know like six words across all of the, well, across each of the romance languages. And so I like start mixing them and it becomes this, this whole thing. Um, but all that to say, I really want to learn Spanish so that you and I can have like semi-private mm, conversations yeah, more yeah. often. Like it makes me think about um, when you were a kid, did you ever have like a made up language with anyone or you did the whole like pig Latin thing? Or, or so, so I definitely saw other people or I heard other people do pig Latin, like a Spanish version of oh, that. Oh, interesting. So I saw that. I thought it was really cool, but I, I think I tried, you know, learning it, but I, I couldn't. Yeah. I just want something that we can like just sort of kiki and sidebar and talk shit, you know? What's the, um, the sh- like ship language that's like the, 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 Morse code. I think we should do Morse code with our eyes, with our, um, blinking. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that. Can you imagine if we had uh, full on conversations? I don't know. At I, the club. Well, okay. Well, I'll try to learn at least Spanish cause I'm tired of like, you know, the Dora Explorer moment where it's like, can you say backpack? And I'm like, no, soy estupido. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Mexico City. Uh, um, so uh, we stayed in Roma Norte, uh-huh, right? Yeah. Which is so beautiful. Yeah. Gorgina, very romantic, as some might say. Why did you choose that neighborhood um, as opposed to like Polanco or like uh, Condesa or any of the other ones right there? I just felt like, so I checked them all out and... 
more of our like checklist was hit by Roma. I Got felt it. like uh, Polanco was t- more touristy and I felt like Condesa was quieter mm-hmm. and I felt like Roma was kind of uh, good in between the hotel specifically. We stayed at Hotel Brick was kind of like in the center of Roma, like shops, uh, panaderias, restaurants, bars. Mm-hmm. Like we had it all just outside of our, of our door. Yeah. I think the first thing that caught me apart from just the architecture and the greenery mm-hmm. um, was how stylish everyone in that neighborhood was. It was. So I was thinking about this more and more. Like everyone was so stylish but it didn't feel like anyone was dressing up for like an Instagram or social media moment. Totally. It totally felt like a natural blend within um, Mexico City. It felt like I was seeing people put on pieces that are a part of a larger collection rather than like yes. these flashy moments. Like you don't see a lot of like pinks and like, you know, flashy colors. It was a lot of neutrals, but it felt so, so fashionable. Yeah, I definitely, uh, it seemed like a very, hipster is not the right word, but um, very trendy neighborhood. You could tell people took style, like seriously. seriously but it yeah. was also like, to to your point, it fe- felt very casual and natural. Mm-hmm. Um, I really was sort of amazed by that. Just like the sunglasses people were right. wearing, the kind of knit shirts. These And these people have like mastered the fit of like the relaxed pant. Yeah. Too. And it's not this stupid, exaggerated, like Gen Z look. Yes. It's a relax. It's very fashionable. It's very intentional, but it's also it, like it works on them. It totally works. Um, I felt like I took a lot of personal notes during that. Yeah. I mean, like I still recall. Do you remember the guy wearing um, white pants? black leather jacket Mm -hmm. oh my god just like the fit the way he was styling it like it's it's perfect i think it's a fashion destination right now like if you're looking for inspiration go to mexico city um i pointed this out to you at one point um maybe this is when we were in centro i can't remember but another thing that stuck out to me was how like sort of um i guess like gender bending a lot of the fashion was and I just did not expect that. Like even I might see it in San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, maybe in New York to, to, um, on a more off or frequent what piece. Was it that, that you um, saw? I'm saying I saw like people with like full makeup on, like minimal oh, full yeah. makeup on, yeah. um, wearing, um, like more platform style shoes yeah. or very like ex- exaggerated bell bottom style mm-hmm. pants with like more effeminate, like knit tops, um, just things that I guess I just assumed, um, that Mexico would be fairly conservative yeah. and I loved just seeing people just be their authentic self. I thought that was really cool and it, it really caught me by surprise. Yeah. I think Mexico city is, um, it, it, cause it's, I've been to other parts of Mexico, Mexico city, I think is just more along the lines of like New York, Paris rather yeah. than like, you know, a, another Latin American country. Sure. Like it, it seems so much more elevated. Like it's, it's absolutely stunning. But we've talked a good bit on this podcast about like the whole Latino machismo yeah. culture and like its influence. Yeah. And so I guess for me, it's just, it's awesome to see people like sort of breaking that mold. Yeah. I do think that Mexico city is kind of an exception rather yeah, than the sense. norm. Of, it's of, a big capital city. It, it's a big capital city. And I, like, I know for a fact that, outside of the major like that major sure. metropolitan even Guadalajara which is the second biggest city isn't like uh, that. isn't like that yeah. it's, it, it's you know it's a bright spot I wish it was more 
pronounced in Mexico rather than concentrated in the city. But um, it's it, it's still Mexico City is fantastic. Yeah. What did you think about the food scene? It was awesome. Um, like both the um, like all the cafes that yeah. we went into, the places where we had dinner. I called this out to uh, you know someone in our group that just it feels like in every space they've tried to create like an aesthetic mm-hmm. and they've really thought about how to use the space and all of it sort of s- serves as its own little like I mean art art galleries maybe not the word but it kind of has that vibe to it where they're like trying to stand out yeah yeah they're trying to each place is trying to stand out and create its own unique space to yeah. attract people tourism is huge right Mexico City tourism is probably like I don't know a quarter to 50 percent of the um, money coming in so it's huge and it really really shows that uh, a lot of restaurants are really trying to carve out their own spot to stand out and it's it, it, I think a lot of places do well there and it wasn't um, it's similar to what we were talking about in the fashion part of it it wasn't forced where it felt like this was being done for Instagram tourism mm-hmm. or something like that like the service was genuinely yeah. good the food was genuinely good yeah. um, like everything w- was just like a great experience. Right. Um, and so I really was just, I wasn't expecting that, honestly. I, I think also just having seen so much from TikTok, I'm like, how much of this is just, you're seeing really curated things on TikTok that are self-selected right. to be like for social media. Cause I feel like that's how a lot of the stuff here is in our city that you'll see things that are trending and you go there and it sucks. Right. And the like cool like shot of a restaurant you saw on TikTok was just like one angle of it. Yeah. The rest of it looks bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, everything was just beautiful. So I have uh, the list of the four restaurants that we went to for dinner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say them out loud and you rank them one through four. Okay. okay. So uh, Taqueria, Orinoco, Fonico, Carajillo Roma, and Balcón de Zolaco. Zocalo, sorry. Um, the last one's a four. Okay. Arinko's three. Oh, right. Really? Uh, is the other one Carillo? Carajillo. Carajillo, uh, two, and then Fonico, one. Really? Yeah. I would, so Fonico is definitely my top one. I would probably say the Taqueria is number two. Okay. Balcón number three, and then last place, Carajillo. Garajil was kind of a fucking mess. It was, but the food was was really good. Yeah, there was. So, so I'm, had, re- I'm reading like more so on the, the food. food. Yeah, yeah. Um, overall experience. I think okay. if I were to recommend these four restaurants, this is how I would tell the four the to people. Um, Garajil, it had rained, which is kind of unexpected because it was kind of in a sea of like eighty degree weather. There was mm-hmm. this one day that it was raining, um, but it was like leaking from the ceiling food was flying literally flying i got back home and that you know the knitted uh short sleeve that i had yeah there was a huge guacamole oh uh, no so you huge, got it like yeah uh, right right did yep yep, yep rose yep, yep. and my pants were soaked like oh apparently yeah whatever had been dri- came out <laughs> yeah i remember that <laughs> apparently whatever had been dripping from the ceiling had soaked my chair and i don't know why i didn't feel it when i sat down but it took that whole dinner and then when i got up to realize that oh no the whole back of my pants like you shut yourself (laughs) (laughs) and everyone saw in the restaurant people were taking pictures and i gave i got five dollars for moving out of the way (laughs) 
Uh, but the food alone was actually really good, except for my steak. Do you remember that whole presentation? They like lit it on, on fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was a huge chunk of meat. I, I will just say, I really hate this whole table side oh preparation my. thing. This is all, as I just said, that things weren't made for social media. This is the kind of thing that was made for social media. And this is my mistake. As soon as I entered the restaurant, I saw a giant, what would you say? A hundred inch TV. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say the neon sign. That and said the, good neon, vibes well, the, only. Second, the second thing I saw was good vibes only orange neon. It, I know we're going to talk about the nightlife, though, but the music at this restaurant was better than no, most of the clubs. The music at every <laughs> restaurant was better than most clubs. It was bopping. Bop, it was. It was bopping. Like I, I was transported back to 2012 peak EDM college mm-hmm. years. Um, but um, Phone & Co. has a particular uh, place in my heart, I think, even though it was like a bit of a drama. To- yeah, so I did a reservation on open tables, and the day of the re- uh, reservation they had emailed me asking to confirm that I'm going to be there that day. I didn't see it. I was, you know, out and about. It was our first day in Mexico, full, first full day in yeah, Mexico. We've been traveling. We're traveling. I didn't have my Wi-Fi on because I was just taking pictures. So it wasn't until we got to the restaurant that they said, oh, we canceled your reservation because you didn't confirm, confirm that you were coming. Even though the booking is confirming. Uh, and and they you gave your credit, credit card. card. I'm like, yeah. charge the credit card. Like, what are you, what do you care if I show up or not? Do you have my credit card? Um, so it was a bit of drama and, you know, I got immediately sad, but I was so happy that they were able to accommodate us and, you know, got and, us a table. Yeah. And best espresso martini I had of that entire trip. Yeah. It was like, it rivaled some of the ones I've had in right. Europe. It was that good. Amazing. I had a Garajil, which is, it's a name of a drink. Also the restaurant that I, we just talked about. It's essentially a Mexican version of the espresso martini, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know. It was a little sweet for me. A I little think. sweet. They do use cinnamon and more sugar. They like yeah. burn cinnamon to like add that cinnamon smoky taste to it. I thought it's really good. Um, but yeah, it is a little bit sweeter, more sweeter than the espresso martini, but is that delicious? Um, Oh, you also left a restaurant off that list, but we'll come back to it in a second. Um, but at Phony Co, what I really liked, uh, well, I didn't, I didn't like it per se because I don't like these, but I thought it was a really innovative presentation was the chicharron, chicharrones. Chicharrones, yeah. It, did you see, it was kind of like, it, it looked like dehydrated foam, basically, the way they presented it. It was like this like modern white bubbly, looked like, like bubbles. Do you remember it? The presentation, like the way they the way they served it, it just it didn't look like how chicharrones normally look. It, I don't know, it was cool. It was very modern looking. The chicharrones, that's how it usually looks. <laughs> I think I think I'm like thinking about pork rinds. Yeah, right. Oh, Which, are you thinking about the fat portion that's I, cut off? Maybe. I don't oh. know. It didn't look like what I've seen before in America. Oh, um, okay. Which yeah. I do not like the flavor of those. Um, you not liking something that's not cheeseburger. And <laughs> <laughs> but I do think this is my favorite Spanish word. Chicharron. Can we can we say it together? One, two, three. Chicharron. Chicharron. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you make it like sound a little bit Italian. You go chicharron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, I was going to say the restaurant that you left off the list that I think was really a Blanco Colma. Oh, yeah. That was a last minute thing, though. Again, yes. right across the street from our restaurant, or I mean, our, our restaurant, our hotel. Um, beautiful, absolutely stunning. We'll post pictures on it, but like we had such a fun time not only eating the food, but walking around. They had an art gallery. 
They did. They had multiple bars. The second floor with like a beautiful view of the restaurant, exposed brick, tons of greenery. still thinking about those coquetas. Oh, so good, man. They melted. Mm -hmm. And they put ham in it. The hamon, which you're supposed to do. But apparently some restaurants here in the U.S. have yeah, gotten the memo. I had some really bad ones last night that had me just dreaming of those ones at Blanco Coma. What is your criteria for an excellent croqueta? Um, very, okay, so size first. Yeah. Um, size matters. Like, I just don't think they shouldn't be that large. You should be able to eat it in one bite. Yeah. Should be very crispy and, like, a thick enough of a breading that, you like, you actually, like, yeah. bite through it. Yeah. Um, and then sort of like when cracking an egg uh, it's just like inside should be warm and gooey. Yeah. And then there should be those like crispy ish sort of flecks of hamon distributed yeah. throughout it. 100% agree. Oh my God. So good. I, I could eat a hundred of them if I haven't already. So let's talk about the activities that we did on this trip. Cause there were a bunch of fun things we did. Yeah. So, um, on Sunday, the last day that we were there, we went to go see Frida Kahlo museum. Mm-hmm. So it was her house. I was under the impression that it was going to be just as like, it was going to be like very heavily involved with her art. Um, but it, it was more of like, this is where she lived. Like this is kind of where she got the inspiration for the art, but it didn't have a lot of pieces from her. Do you like Frida's art? I do. I do. I think it's a very specific aesthetic. I, when I see it, I think of as at the time, like revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, but I know that you have a, a different opinion about it. Well, it's ironic that you mentioned this earlier because I was going to say that her um, maybe her art's too highbrow. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's totally one that. brow, one brow because she has a unibrow. I got it. I got it. You just need to work on your delivery, sweetie. <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny. Um, anyway, no, um, I actually had looked into some articles and. Uh, people opining about uh-huh. Frida's art because I don't find it to be very good. Mm-hmm. And seemingly there's a number of people like anything that you critique that, that agree with that. And I was reading some of the more like brainy reasons of why people thought like her art, like from a technical perspective, wasn't mm-hmm. that great. Yeah. Um, but, and I think that's, that's why the museum is, is the way it is, is that it's like less focus on her art and whether any of that is good or not or whether you like it. And it's more of just about her as an interesting person and as a prominent, well-known person and her impact in Mexican art and culture. But as someone that really loves architecture, I thought the property was really fascinating. Stunning. Love the blue house, love the yeah. gardens. Um, Very bold color, I will yeah, say. Yeah. And it's cool to sort of peek into someone's life, especially someone like that that's really notable and see the way they lived. I The, the one exhibit there I think I did really enjoy was seeing her outfits. Yeah, and, of course. And, and I really think that after I die, that'd be a really way to memorialize me. It's just like this yeah. room of outfits. Um, the doll model that they, the, um, yeah, the doll that would, they would use to put the clothing on mm-hmm. huge rack, that ass, tiny waist mm. goals. <laughs> so just remember if I die early and young ish, Alex, I want to be memorialized in that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, God, you're, I would just uh, miss mix and match your outfits to make it really <laughs> ugly. They'd be like, Interesting. And it'd be like a modern day masterpiece and I'd be like laughing. Um, God, what was I going to say? Yeah, I think it's absolutely stunning. Like 
the her outfits were stunt. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. It's kind of embarrassing. I was chemically off on Sunday as I was walking through her house and seeing like all these, uh, you know, exhibits about her being in pain, all the surgeries she had, the, you know, spinal injury, the removal of her leg. I felt I was overwhelmed and I multiple periods. I was, I had to hold back tears. Wow. I was like, I felt like she was in pain. I felt like she was in a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. And I felt like she was taken advantage of. She got married to Diego. I didn't know that the age gap was so stark. She was nearly half of half his age when they got married. Also, he was busted. I know she had a unibrow, yeah. but oh, Diego, he did look busted. Busted. There's like the one. Is it like sort of a self portrait of the both of them? And his, he's not. He did not look good. Uh, never, never looked good. And they, I guess they were both were having like extramarital affairs and there was one, there was a, a, I don't know if he was a tour guide or just, you know, a a student, but I heard him talk. He was arguing that they were actually in an open relationship the entire time, which if that's true in the 19, you know, thirties, fifties, whatever, that is like super revolutionary. Yeah. Progressive queen. Progressive queen. So the. Uh, second thing that we did, well, we did several things, but the other major thing that we did was we went to the major, uh, I think you would call it a lake, maybe a river. Um, but it's, uh, it's the floating gardens, right? Xochimilco. It's, um, it's like a very famous river that people go on you get on these like little cute decorated, would you call it a boat? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it. Yeah, it's like a boat, it's a boat with a table on it. It's covered um, on on the ceiling, and you sit down. You're vibing. They there was like hundreds of boats probably on this river. Everyone's yeah. partying. Uh, like we did it through Airbnb, uh, and we had. I I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I was too. I mean, I think that experience totally comes down to who your host is. Yeah, and our hosts. She, she was yeah. taking shots in the corner with she was by wild. herself. I honestly think that she um, would have outdone us oh, out at the clubs. Easily. Like we'd be under the table. Yeah. Oh my God. She was so fantastic. We were, our worst nightmare came true when we realized that our, the party we're sharing, or the, the other party that was there on the boat was a um, bachelorette, bachelorette party. party. Yeah. Always. Always that way. But um, three chicks from Canada, shout out to them. They were fun. We love them. Uh, we asked them, like, what are you hoping to get from this? And the bride said, I hope to be getting it all night. What, what did she say? Yeah, oh. give it to me hard all, all night, night long yeah. or something I was like, like that. Fucking queen, dude. Yeah. Queen. Um, beats, banging, tequila flowing. We also had a guacamole contest, which I won, but that stupid fucking host of a bitch. I mean, you were competing against a bachelorette party. And, a, and a, an, another white guy. Yeah. So it'd been embarrassing if, if you I had didn't lost. win. Can you imagine? Embarrassing. I, I would never let you live that down. I would have jumped in the polluted water and just not come up. <laughs> I would just stay down there. They'd be making up stories about you with like another house with dolls all outside of it. Yeah. Or it's <laughs> like instead of dolls without their heads, it's dildos with the head of the penis cut off. <laughs> Just hung up everywhere. <laughs> uh, okay. So. And yeah. 
Yeah, we're going to move on to the meat of our discussion. Yes, and this week's No Notes, obviously we're talking about Mexico City, but let's talk about the nightlife. Yeah, so before we get into the major parties that we went to, I want yeah, I want to get into like the smaller bars. Yeah, we did a mixture of like the big sort of traditional parties that we go to but we also checked out the local scene of of bars so there were a couple of street bars that we did or mixed crowds i guess we should um say that we went to brujas and uh, madre Mm -hmm. so brujas was uh we kind of stumbled upon it the first time we got in like we had just gotten out of the airplane this was like 11 p.m we just wanted to drink and kind of check out the vibe we stumbled into brujas at the recommendation of our friend ryan beautiful it was like aesthetically pleasing people in there were in suits making out oh it was a very um gropey evening yeah and i felt so like why wasn't anyone touching me yeah you know yeah maybe you smell (sighs) no not possible well i don't know it was a really beautiful bar (laughs) the cocktails were great the music. Did you like have this, an espresso martini there? I did. How was it? It was. It was good. Okay. It, I don't have any complaints about yeah. it. So I remember it's like. Fine. Yeah, I had a Hugo Spritz, and I thought it was very refreshing. You're really all about that lately. I love a Hugo Spritz. I like it more mm. than an April. Mm, that's no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Again, like high that. taste. High taste. Mm, no. It's okay. Um. Yeah. Then the bar was really cute. I loved the art there i mean obviously it's like witch themed right yeah. brujas um and i loved like the ouija board on the wall and <laughs> yeah. they had like sort of mexican witch folklore yeah, sort of lots stuff. of black and white with women only you know kind of like ghost children mm-hmm. very loved dimly it. lit bar yeah it was a vibe the lighting yes the lighting was exactly what i wanted you know that like warm yellow mm-hmm. only to like eye level nothing above yeah beautiful and then Madre had one of the sickest um, playlists playing the entire time. It was like hit after, well, I think our partners were very, uh, knew every song that was coming out. I think it was like more early 2000s, like ravey songs. Mm-hmm. And they seemed to know every single one. Yeah. Madre was an interesting venue. It was sort of like the Blanco Como restaurant where it was in this really large space that clearly like host multiple different things yeah. so like the first floor is clearly like some big venue event kind of space yeah madre was clearly a, a home or someone's palace or something prior yeah. to being but yes and then like the actual like bar part that we went to was the rooftop of it um which was really beautiful it was a nice night out um we had drinks my my espresso martini there was the worst yeah I had the on drinks the trip were not so far. that great i had something with pineapple which is good but i guess n- anything with pineapple is gonna like, That's get rid of the a taste. place that you're like sort of just paying for like the location yeah. and the venue and they don't like yeah don't know, the drinks just don't really deliver yeah drinks weren't great but yeah vibes excellent 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. uh now let's move on to the gay bars that we checked out yeah i want to talk about kinky first okay so what did you think about it the highlights for me were um i love the music really i did i did it was a lot it was heavy on latin which i that's what okay I, that's fair i didn't want to feel like i was in like lookout or any american gay bar i wanted to feel like i was in a mexican gay bar and it definitely checked that list for music anyways okay i think that's about it though in terms of positives i felt like it was a really scammy bar for tourists that it's, yeah it may not be if you're a local yeah but like the way that they sort of treated us from the beginning like again super aggressive search yeah. on everyone then we had to wait for someone to escort us to an area with like a bottle drink yeah, list they were trying to 
push. make you buy a table and bottle. Right. And they, you, well, you, they sort of made it seem like that was the only, only option, option when it clearly wasn't. Right. And, and they wouldn't take no for an option. So you had to keep saying no, 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 no. And then at some point, I think I bought a beer. I bought two yeah. beer, those large yeah. beers, which was, it was fine. I'm, it wasn't expensive or anything, but they are looking to scam people. So I would not recommend this. I, I wouldn't recommend Kiki Bar to a tourist. Yeah, for sure. The other thing that was really weird, and I pointed this out to you when we were there, they have these I, models, not, not the right word, but we'll oh, use yeah. that word that mm-hmm. they're like, there's one of them posted at each of the little satellite bars and they're just there to be attractive and take your drink order. Yeah. But they don't actually make your drink at all. There's another person there yeah. that actually that is the bartender. Yeah. I thought that was such an odd setup. So there is, I think this is like a perfect time to talk about like some of the cultural issues in, in uh, Mexico City. There's very much a, a caste system oh, in Mexico. There okay. is um, like the workers a lot of the times you'll see are... Um, if they're like blue collar workers, they're going to be more indigenous. If they're like at at the hotel, for example, there's going to be a different type of Mexican that's working there. And they're usually more mestizo mixed. And then the good looking people quote um, that you're going to see at bars, like as models are always going to be light skinned. Interesting. And, that, and now that you say been. that they were more like fair skin right. and complexion. And that's not even the only place that we saw models, right? At uh, Discoteca, which we'll talk about in a minute. They also had models at the oh, beginning. Oh, did they? Yeah. Remember they were taking pictures? Oh, oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. They were setting up as we were leaving. The, yeah. Like the shop boys sort of thing. Exactly. And it, who were the shop boys? They're light skinned people. That's interesting. So the, yeah, it's, it's definitely like the worst quality of Mexico is this like racial caste system that they have in place. Um, mm. But that's for another time. The last thing I want to talk about, or I don't know if you have any other notes, but the dancers at, at this place. Oh uh, yeah. So bad. <laughs> they were okay. all straight. <laughs> well, they, they weren't attractive first of all, which yeah, is sub- that's, that's like subjective. So we'll leave that aside, but no dance skills at whatsoever. All. They also had them in these Amazon sort of stretchy red tights that yeah. didn't fit any of them. So they were just like super saggy in the butt. Like it yeah. wasn't sexy. It's like they were sharing all. the same compression pants and yeah. you know, one size fits all. And that's all they can get. The one dancer was, oh, was God. doing a dance that was sort of reminiscent of, uh, the, water sprinkler thing from um that's so raven and it kept going on On and and on on. and it was like at least a 10 minute dance he was so painfully nervous like he could he was definitely it's almost as if like there were three different parts to him with um and three different people controlling him like a drone and none of them were aligned on which way to go it was bizarre absolutely bizarre i just i did not enjoy kinky bar at all yeah yeah i i can't recommend it the scamminess to it like it's i i wouldn't tell people i I would tell people not to. i think our girl rye in our group was nostalgic of his time times in mexico city and wanted us to see some places i don't know if they were different when he lived there but Mm -hmm. i I, I think it's different if you're with locals a group of locals totally that makes sense um and there were some there were locals there that seemed to be having a great time but then there were also a bunch of groups of like semi confused looking tourists yeah. like us that well it's funny were because one thing that I don't know if you noticed but the amount of San Francisco gays that were in yes. Mexico City yeah. there were at least three other groups that I knew of were everywhere that were there like herpes spread get rid of them 
I thought I had an original idea. No. You want to talk about the other bar we went to? So the next one I wanted to talk about was Tom's Leather Bar. Yes. What did you think? I, okay, I have not spent a lot of time in leather bars in general. I have never even been to the Eagle here in San Francisco. Really? No, other than when we walked by it at Folsom, that's the only time I've ever even been in proximity of it. Have you been to the Eagle Satellite Bar in, well, I think you've been to both the Barracks one in Palm Springs. Yes. And also, have you been to the Satellite one right next to, uh, across from Chili's? Across from Chill Bar. Um, I don't think so. Oh, wait. Is that the one that's cash only and it's, most people are sitting outside? Uh, I don't know if it's cash only. I think it got converted. Are. It used to not be the Eagle. Um, but I have been to the Barracks one, but it was for like the Desert Topia yeah, party. Right. So it wasn't like the yeah. traditional like leather setup. Um, but I just, I that's not my scene. I'm happy yeah. to like go and like hang out and vibe with everyone. Right. But um yeah, I don't I don't think it's for me. I would I will say that Tom's leather bar in Mexico City is very much like every other gay leather bar that I've been to here in the United States. It could it could have been anywhere. Anywhere. And it's gonna be this it was at the same crowd. They had you some know, interesting murals. Very interesting art period. <laughs> I mean they had like remember the like cock shaped lamp, like yes. torch lamp that mm-hmm. they had? Um the TVs would one minute be playing a 1960s obscure musical and then go on to hardcore porn, dick sucking, ass licking, boot licking. Yeah. And one of the ones that's sort of like stuck in my mind is it, the guy looked like a pirate, like a character uh, of Pirates it, of the Caribbean. Yeah. And then, yeah. He had the, a wrap on his head and like an ear piercing. And at one time appeared to be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, wow, he's really after the booty um really yes <laughs> so it was just a weird space <sighs> and they also had the dark room which it's was spooky. adjacent to the bathroom right so when we went to go pee like you're kind of getting sucked into that world a little and bit you're, if you're gonna be the dark room you're gonna be smelling piss but why me. would you ever put a dark room next to the bathroom i don't think we're the target audience for, for i don't think dark so room. either um but they had you know they had at least two floors above the main one yeah. And so I feel like the place could have been set up a little differently. Yeah. What did you f- uh, think about the bartender after making drinks, getting on top of the bar and fl- he had a full on hard on. Yeah, he did have a full on hard on. Um, well, he wasn't attractive <laughs> for me anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, also the whole time I was thinking about, is that comfortable to dance with like an erect dick swing? Yeah. Around? I feel like that would hurt. You would have to move kind of, slow so that yeah. it doesn't swing and crash into your pelvis and i think rye was saying that they they have them wear condoms so you know for hygienic reasons but and i don't think we, he was and we couldn't because it was shiny but it could have been lube but it could have been lube so we couldn't tell if he was wearing a condom or if he was just yeah lubed mm-hmm. up which mm-hmm. is like how low like if if you had to dance and then you're like I'm. I want this five dollar tip so bad that I'm gonna allow this patron to, for five seconds, go down on me. Like I don't know. You know what? That's maybe not for me to wonder. Yeah, to I mean, ponder. I don't want to yuck anybody's yeah. yums, yeah. but I always get a little sketched out about when like the lines blur with someone who's working in one of those spaces yeah. versus a patron. Like this is my same deal with like gay strip clubs. Like I've been to gay strip clubs a number of times. 
And I always feel so bad. bad. So, so bad. And like, I, I, and not from like a judgment thing, right? Like good on those people. They're making money. Like if that's how yeah. they provide for themselves and they're comfortable doing that, right. like good for, good, them. good for them. But I feel bad that there's also like a power dynamic yeah. there where they're just subject to the whims of like whatever people Agreed. are there. Agreed. And so like, I never feel comfortable with that. I feel really icky about yeah. that. Like I would never want to be the person that's like subjecting someone that works there to like my desires. Right. Exactly. Sense. No, 100%. And, uh, you know about this, you know, this about me is I create narratives true or not i will look at these this coworker or coworker. <laughs> i will look at this worker stripping or you know doing whatever and i will create a, a narrative, narrative and i'll see their entire life of how they need to do this you know Instead to survive to. yeah exactly like they could come from a very well-off family but because i'm you know creating this false narrative i feel bad for them yeah and I just know, like, if you were to lick that lollipop, can you imagine what other things have licked the lollipop yeah, that exactly. night? Like, I don't... Mm. Oof, not. And it's it's never the one you want. So thanks for taking us there, Rye, but I think yeah. we should skip, skip. that one in yeah, the we'll future. Skip. I will. If you're into leather bars, though, Tom's Leather Bar feels like every other one. Mm. Uh, and then we also did a couple of uh, ticketed parties. Yeah. So the first uh, Friday night that we were there, um, we did Discoteca. Yes. So this venue is is not actually like the discotheca. It hosts multiple parties. Right. And I think only on the weekends, probably. It's probably. a really large two-story venue. Three. Um, oh, is there a third? Well, I guess you enter on the first. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's two dance floor yeah. levels. Yeah. Um, the, it opened that night with Dragarita that we didn't get a ticket to. Yeah. And I kind of wish we had, cause I was they sort of expecting. A, yeah. The drag queens were serving. It was crowded. They were, yeah. the makeup they had on, the outfits they had yeah, on. It like looked like drag tell. race level. Exactly. They had money. Yeah. So I kind of wish that we had gone early and seen that because yeah. I think we missed out. But they like let us go upstairs to the second level and wait for that like party to end. And we went to discotheque. Right. Yeah. So I will say that it was incredibly efficient. Yeah. So you, you know, you go, you pay your ticket, you go through security. They give you an invisible stamp. Love that. Love that. You don't have to, you know. I still look, have my one on from last night. It like rubs all over everything. Exactly. Like having an invisible one, they just shine the the black light. It's like, it's genius. It's genius. Uh, coat check. And then they hand you off from security guard to security guard until you're at the level that they want you at. They're all walkie talkies. And it's quick. Like it's not, there It wasn't like a line. They were just like shifting you from place to place. And then you get to your, your dance floor the top floor, fantastic. They have this like really cool, um, like tr fake tree in the middle. Yeah, it was what we were talking about earlier. They've tried to create a whole like unique space, aesthetic yeah. and vibe. Right. Yeah, um, they're playing a lot of like Latin. They were playing a lot of pop, but lots of Latin influence yes. pop. Which again, I don't want to feel like I'm in the United States when I'm at these places. So I feel like it's really good when they I hear like these like R and B, these reggaeton and like pop um, influenced hits like fantastic and once again everyone was like dressed up yeah not a, i didn't see anyone with shorts if there were like they would balance it out with like a more formal top like even yeah. the dj like one was of the so DJs, stylish right looked like a character blazer. from elite yeah exactly it was it was cool like it was such a vibe i think we need more of this like i'm tired of going out to the bars and like tank tops or minimum layers because you know you're going to take it off or yeah. it's like hot 
I loved seeing people's unique fashion. Yeah. It, it sort of gave a different layer to yeah. them. It wasn't all just about like, okay, all these bodies that more or less look the same. Yeah. Yeah. You like kind of saw like who that person is or how they present themselves. Yeah. And I love that. We need more of that. What did you think about the crowd? Yeah. I, I Like it, it was largely local it yeah. seemed um, it seemed yeah which makes sense for the ticketed parties right. like you have to like sort of know someone to direct you there or find it on like facebook or social mm-hmm. tv yeah. and know that this is happening um so really local which seemed great um i thought the age range and similarly for most of mexico city what i saw was fairly young like probably yeah un- 32 and under yeah maybe, yeah, I would maybe agree. mid to late 20s for most people yeah um, it was a very young um I, 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 was it like bring your, no, no, no. It, it was definitely like a, like a 32 and younger crowd. There were, um, a couple of, not like an overwhelming amount of women, but there were like a good portion of women at these places. Yeah. But not, I would say not as annoying as some, as like to the extent that I've seen here in San Francisco. In San Francisco. Yeah. Agreed. And Agreed. it's like a common complaint of mine. And I don't think it ever really, it wasn't the same. I will also say that this party was very much like um, get a drink, get drunk kind of place. Yes. Not a put on your sunglasses type yeah. of vibe. Less less uh, druggy, more just people yeah. t- throwing back shots. And I would say it's a solid gay club for young people or you're, or you're just out there. Like if you want to take, if you're like, I want a gay bar experience gay like dance this club was experience. like a pg-13 experience exactly i think it's but it did it so well yeah it did like it we genuinely had fun exactly also um one thing in common of all of these places that we haven't talked about yet they do not joke around when it comes to the bathrooms and i want to oh, yeah. i want to see this happen in more places so you go to any of the bathrooms there's someone's standing there at the counter right. at least one person yeah. And they have people that are like actively cleaning in each stalls. Like when people come out and like there's no going into these stalls with like groups of people. You're not going to be hanging there like having sex or what else these people tend to do in these stalls. So it's like you you do your thing and you get in and out. And honestly, it felt like so much safer of a space to be in. Um, It felt very efficient. Very clean. Very clean. Um, Yeah, they did a good job. We need to, we, that's something that we could learn from here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, then we also lastly went to um, uh, Jubileo, mm-hmm. which is like Jubilee um, party. Yeah. So that was what we did Saturday. It was um, fairly well-priced. Um, I don't remember. It was like 32 bucks or something like that, like 35 bucks. Oh, yeah. Fantastic for what, for what we got. So it's a party. I think it started... 10 but i guess people didn't really start showing up to like about one yeah so i was like messaging um an instagram friend who lives locally in mexico city and i was like okay the party that we just talked about the discoteca like it was like fun but it wasn't necessarily what i think we were looking for for a saturday night like yeah. we wanted to go from pg-13 to r yeah, or we maybe, wanted to be maybe even x and he sent a couple of different options and this is like one that only happens monthly i think and i think this might have been their first one of the year but um we were looking at the instagram we we're like okay yeah we think this is yeah. our vibe so um similarly because it's like the ticketed party and similar to the ones that we've had here in san francisco like jim and i i don't think it's always in one particular venue yeah, i think they it just seems like they change they around. hop around yeah 
And this one was sort of uh, like dilapidated mansion. But in the most beautiful way. Totally. It looked like yeah. something out of a movie. It very much looked like a set, like a Wild Wild West set. So it was a classic Hacienda style. Mm-hmm. So um, they have, it, it's basically in the shape of a square with um, the center being a courtyard, which is where the dance floor took place. Yep. It was two stories. So when you looked up, you saw the second story balcony and you could look down from the second store story and look down to the dance floor. Yeah. Um, the building was, yeah, this older 1800 brick um, exposed throughout the location. It was truly beautiful. It was like so pretty. Yeah. And the um, one thing that I, again, loved that was common across all the bars, again, creating that vibe and aesthetic. They had like a massive disco ball. They had a yeah. great light set up. They had a massive like neon sign for the party yeah. set up. So they had like gone out of their way to like, you know, really decorate mm-hmm. the space and create again that vibe. Um, and I thought it was so beautiful. Yeah, I thought it was stunning. I, I will say that the um, the 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 party was well attended but it never felt crowded like to the point where it was uncomfortable. Like there was always a good amount of people there. Mm-hmm. And I, there's like something about Mexican culture where it's like a lot more polite where people aren't pushing. Like I never felt like people were trying to get from point A to point B and having it pushed. Through. Oh my God. Yes. We didn't talk about this with the other party, but the same thing that yeah. discoteca that was also super mm-hmm. crowded and this, not really a lot of that pushing and shoving. Yeah, like like last night we went out, um, and the amount of people groups that came out like like parasites cutting our group. Yes, is it was annoying. Every like thirty minutes, uh, uh, some large group would have to cut through. So this is none like of that a question and sort of rhetorical. But when you can see the entire dance floor, which you often can in these yeah. spaces, why will people not stop moving around? I don't know. Like, this is the one thing I really loved about these these bars in Mexico is that people found their little spot. And stayed there. And they stayed and they yeah. danced there and hung out with their friends. There. Now, if they went yeah. to, like, go to the restroom, whatever, that's fine. But it feels like you're in this never-ending game of musical chairs when we're in bars here and it pisses me off to know and people are just like shoving yeah. you, they're hitting yeah. you with their elbows, they're stepping on your foot, they're spilling drinks on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was so much better. And I have to tell you this, and I don't even know if I mentioned this before, but there was like, there was a group of like really attractive guys that showed up at that party right. eventually. Uh-huh. And you know, like you can just tell they know they're hot and they're probably yeah. going to be bitchy. Like mm-hmm. that's, you know, right. One of them was like coming through the crowd, like coming back from the bathroom off the staircase uh-huh. and was about to like cut through our group. And I thought he was like not going to say anything and just shove his way through us. Uh-huh. He touched me on the elbow and like spoke to me in English. <gasps> and he just said, pardon me, sir. That and, is really nice. And I was like, you totally just kind of made my night. Yeah. Like I expected you to be like a dick. And he was, he was so polite. Yeah. So polite. Yeah. I love the culture there. Yeah. It's fantastic. I think, again, we could learn... A thing or two from the Mexicans. And what about the music at this party? <sighs> it's exactly what I wanted. So it's huge dance music plus lyrics. Who is the DJ? Um, I looked him up, but I cannot find him right but now. But he was local. He was local. He was Mexican. Um. I freaked out when he started playing a remix of Yes And by Ariana. Mm-hmm. I was like, this person is current. 
he cr- clearly created this place for this specific part because it's like a newer I remix. think they might have been his own mixes too. Oh yeah, I've never heard any of those. I think the Ariana remix was his own too. And it wasn't yes, it was like sort of circuity in in theme, but he was really mixing a lot of Mexican and Spanish uh, songs yeah. and like the sounds of it uh, throughout his tracks. Yeah. And I just thought it was such a phenomenal set and it's exactly what I wanted to hear that night. And his name is uh, Xavier Alvarado. Mm-hmm. Fantastic DJ. Fantastic. If anyone has an opportunity to see him live, he great. It's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Like if that would be like a DJ that I would, I would intentionally seek out to go see a set for. It was that yeah. much fun. Yeah. He definitely, yeah. GPS, um, party very nostalgic for that very similar um amazing um are, do you have any critiques um yeah i mean i think you've pointed out they were really aggressive at the and door not only at the door but in the yes club and the actual party so t- tangential to your question were they even serving alcohol at this party oh yes they were oh but okay. let's I, talk I about that okay so in order to get a drink whether that be water gatorade or an alcoholic drink you had to go to a very specific um station on the first floor and get tickets yes and then once you buy those tickets then you go to another line to get that drink and you they're not tickets are they're not interchangeable like if you get water ticket you can only Only get get water. water if you get gatorade you can only get gatorade if you want to drink, you have to get an alcoholic drink ticket. It is so stupid that I wanted my water, but I only had a Gatorade ticket. So I had to go downstairs to go buy a water ticket yeah. and then go back up. I'd have to do that as well. And okay. So the silly thing is, is they, again, super aggressive at the door, like yeah. checking every single part of you. Yeah. And then on the dance floor, the security was the most active I've ever seen. Yeah. They were swiping stuff yeah. left, left and, and right. right. And then there were clearly these two guys standing in the corner that had gone through right before us. They didn't have their bags yeah. checked. They clearly looked like they were likely dealing things. Uh-huh. So I imagine, you know, they, maybe those people are there to, uh, get, yeah. If, if you get your things stolen, stolen or taken, you have to go to these, these people. people they get a cut from it. I mean, that's how it works. And also like the VIP tickets that we got, they only came with drink tickets for water and Gatorade, yeah. which also tells me that the people that run this party they know, know yeah. what kind of party it it's is going to be. Yeah. So it just felt a little funny at yeah. times, like yeah. silly. It, it's annoying because it's like an extra thing that you have to worry about, not because of like it's not for principle. They're not. They don't really care if you're yeah. doing it or not. They want it as a part of the business strategy, right? They yeah. get your money. You have to either pay to get that those party favors back, or you have to find someone there, and they'll likely you know charge you way more at the party, and they're probably splitting with the venue. Which honestly, you could say that's kind of scammy, but honestly, I felt like it's just one of those things you have to know the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Which is different from the kinky bar that actually right. felt like they were trying to force us to do like spend money in a particular way. And yeah. And it's one of those things where like at the at kinky bar, it didn't feel like you had a choice. Right. Like, it That's felt like they're like you had to get a bottle. Or is this like a table, if you want to party partake, in this You way. have this additional requirement. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but again, um, I loved 
the overall venue, the, as far as critiques uh, that you asked me about, um, I don't, I don't think I have many, but one of the things I, I did want to mention about the crowd is it never really got that crazy. Yeah. Like I was there till almost 5 a.m. And mm-hmm. I don't think I saw anywhere near the sort of lewd behavior that I see in parties here, which again, no yeah. judgment, but it's just like, it's hard sometimes if you're not as comfortable with the sex aspect, right. at least the public sex, as- mm-hmm. sex aspect. It sometimes feels hard to be in those spaces. Whereas this like, even at 5 a.m., people were still mostly dressed and just having fun. That's uh, what I was going to say. I feel like... Um, taking off your shirt wasn't as common no uh, there were this. probably like less people shirtless than right. there were with their shirts on which if you've ever been to a circuit party in the u.s you know like everyone is shirtless usually by the end of the night yeah but not at these parties it just felt a lot it, it just felt like the rules the cultural differences were you could tell yeah um but not in a bad way i think that's very good because you know if people aren't comfortable taking off your shirts it, it, it like makes you feel like a part of the party still yeah uh, this party is definitely one I would go back to. I think it would yeah. be like one of my top picks. Um, yeah. um and I'm I'm interested to hear if anyone has ever been to was it Filth, the alternative party that was also going on that night mm. at Discoteca venue? Guilt. Guilt. Guilt yeah. is the so the party we'd gone to Friday, that same venue has a different party on the Saturdays, which is called Guilt. Right. And we were thinking of originally we were supposed to go to that party, but after checking out the venue we knew it wasn't going to be the feral type. Yeah. I mean, that kind of yeah. venue, like there are the way operationally they're set up, the amount of people they yeah. have working there. It was never just going to be the sort of crazy party. We were yeah. looking for. It's like, that was a place that it seemed like if you did take your shirt off, you were probably getting kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this, the Juba, Jubileo, Jubileo, uh, yeah. Jubileo, Jubileo, um, party was, it was definitely like, more of a circuit party so uh, circuit party uh, but it just had like such a unique mexican twist to it which i loved yeah it felt way more welcoming uh, of an environment without all the white muscle gays mm-hmm. yeah no muscle were there muscle gays there were muscle gays yeah Th- that's like the group of like hot guys that yes, all okay. showed up they were okay. all like really fit okay. uh but yeah. i think they were all locals right they definitely weren't um caucasian um, yeah fantastic yeah, more I power to them less of my people in places and it'll just be a more, better environment yeah, exactly fantastic anything else no i hope we go back to mexico city soon i kind of want to make it like a regular an annual thing is this your new birthday thing i think so i, I really like my it. spot it like, i t- wouldn't mind staying in a brick hotel for the rest of like my life i don't know about that i mean no, it was fun it was good to go there I don't know about the rest of my life though um it was definitely better than puerto vallarta yeah um i mean that was kind of the conversation we had so like we i wanted to go back to mexico yep uh, but I know that may, some people didn't feel as comfortable in Puerto Vallarta. Um, but I felt like, yeah, Mexico City was, was I think the, the difference is in like Puerto Vallarta, it's of the things we would want to do. I feel like we did most of those things. And yeah. so I don't necessarily feel like I need to go back. Yeah. Whereas Mexico City, we barely scratched the surface. And it's I'm huge. still seeing so many restaurants, parties, even hotels and stuff that I'm like, oh, wow, I would love to see that. That I think there's just so much more for us to do there. Yeah. And I love that. I feel exactly the same. I can't wait to go back next year. Well, hopefully we'll have another episode of No Notes on our next visit to Mexico City. I hope City. so, too. All, All right. right. See you guys. See you next week. Hey, it's Colby and Alex here. Thank you for listening to No Notes. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to follow us wherever you get your podcasts and share with your friends. You can also follow us on Instagram at no notes pod one word, 
where you'll find updates on new episodes and see more into our lives and the stories that we share with you on the show. Your support means the world to us. Until next time, keep it real and keep it queer.